Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 through 28. I want to talk to you today about the ministry of helps. Did you know that God actually calls people to be a help to others? Believe me, this is a very needed ministry. No ministry can be carried by one person and be effective. Some do it by necessity because that people are not walking in their callings, which usually leads the one who is carrying the weight for all of them burnt out, exhausted, and worn to the point of a heart attack or discouragement. I have seen this happen far too often in my life. Why? Because people think that they can just choose their calling. My friend, let me explain something to you that I have learned through years in the word and through experience. If you are choosing what you want to be doing in the body, then you are calling yourself rather than being sent by the Holy Spirit. And if you commission yourself, then you have to rely on yourself because God will not endorse it. We have to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and trust in His wisdom and the leading of His Spirit. We have to answer his callings and let him put us in the positions that he sees fit because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what he's doing. He knows where we best fit in and will be the most effective and productive for the kingdom. And from the beginning, he created us with a purpose. He had a preordained plan and path for us. In fact, the very essence of rebellion is to choose anything other than that, to walk out of it. That's why Jesus said that you can do many wonderful works in his name, prophesy, cast out devils, anything you can imagine, and in the end still stand before God and hear the words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Jesus said, because you weren't doing the will of the Father. Many are going to be guilty of this because they listened to the voice of the enemy that filled their ear with delusions of grandeur and ambitions and lies that minimized the value of the position that God had for them. They'll be guilty of the sin of Esau who took his birthright lightly and traded it. So let us get this in our spirit today. God created us for a purpose. He knows what we are ready for. 
and where we need to be to learn what we need for the next part of our journey. When we try to commission or position ourselves, we miss these very important markers in God's plan. We don't learn the lessons that are meant to be blessings to future encounters and disciples and generations. And quite frankly, we mess up our own progress because of ambition and arrogance. Oh, dear heart, humble yourselves so that you can be elevated. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 tells us this, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all of your cares upon him, because he does care for you. When we come to realize that he loves us and that his plans for us are good and are to prosper us, then we come to have peace with his decisions in whatever position or placement that he calls us to in whatever season we are in. We can be grateful whether we're in a wilderness or a palace, the valley or the mountain, the lowest seat or the highest, as long as we are with Jesus and he is pleased with us. Now concerning this ministry of helps that we're talking about today, it really does baffle me to see how many actually flee from a calling into this ministry for something else that they deem more glamorous. When Jesus himself said that the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of them all. I'm here to teach, to correct, but also to encourage today those that are called to the ministry of helps. Because the Lord has put many mantles on me in my life and I have walked in many forms of ministry. And I can truly say with all honesty that the ministry of helps is truly amongst one of the most fulfilling ministries. Many times the gratification comes instantly as you get to see the fruit of your work in helping others immediately. Those in need, those in ministry, those with infirmities, every form of charity, they all need help. Everyone wants to be on stage, but they don't know the sacrifice that that takes. The warfare, the trials, the attacks, the lack of validation. Those in the callings of the apostles and prophets and pastors, the pulpit ministries, they rarely get to see the fruit of their labors right away. It's really more a labor of love and a work of faith. Yet the same people who want the stage without understanding the price that was paid by those who hold those offices will forsake a call to helps that is far more rewarding, both now and in eternity. They truly don't have eyes to see the reality of the need and the opportunity that is standing right before them. Oh, my friend, don't be blinded by envy or ambition. Take the crown that God is offering because God rewards the unseen ministry more abundantly.
all while you get to stay more hidden from the enemy behind the covering of your leadership. You are the true soul winners, the hands and feet and heart of Jesus. Don't forsake a place of small beginnings. It truly does lead to the greater things of God's kingdom. Help someone else and put your talent to usury. Use what you have to hold up someone else's hands and you will receive the reward for all of it without having to face all of the warfare that they did. It's like investing in heaven's blessings with a little and gaining interest. And you may not be called to this forever. But while you are, take advantage of it. Fill up your storehouses in heaven with eternal blessings because that you were willing to be among the least of them doing the greatest work that God ever asked of us. To be a servant to God by serving his children. And in doing so in faith, being seemingly unimportant by the standards of man, you have become the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 23 says this, And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these do we bestow more abundant honor, and upon our uncomely parts is there more abundant comeliness. And of course we know the blessed words of our Lord and Savior, teacher God and King Jesus in Matthew chapter 23 verse 11 it says but he that is the greatest among you shall be your servants and in Matthew chapter 6 verses 3 through 4 it says that when you do your alms don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing but do your work for the Lord in secret and your father which seeth in secret he himself will reward you openly you see, the things that are done in public that men love and validate with their attention, that very attention is the reward that they are given. But the things that we do in the unseen, in obedience to the words of our King and the leading of His Holy Spirit, those are the things that we're going to be rewarded for by God's own hand in eternity. Which reward do you value more? Whose approval? is more important for us to be seeking. Whose accolade is more worthy of our energy? Let us put our hands to the plow and do the work of the kingdom in the unseen with all diligence and humility. So Lord, we come before you today and we ask first and foremost for you to use us for your glory. Lord, we don't want to be selfish. We want to do the work of the kingdom. Because we understand that a salvation that seeks only to get to heaven for the sake of missing hell is selfish. And in actuality, not even real. Because Jesus, you said that there were those who honored you with their lips, but their hearts were far from you. A true, humble servant of the Lord is one who desires to get to the one who is seated in heaven and to rob hell of as many souls as it can on its way there. Lord, let us pursue you 
and passionate single-mindedness. And let you do the good works of the kingdom through us as we walk with you down the path of righteousness. And if it's one thing we can see from the example of our king, is an example of humility. A great and mighty servant God who was willing to wash the feet of not only his servants and disciples, but also of his enemy. Because when the Bible tells us that Jesus washed the twelve's feet, we've got to realize that Judas was among them. This was right before the crucifixion. Jesus knew what was coming, what Judas was going to do to him. In fact, he says that when he washed their feet, that they were all clean, except for one. Because, of course, we know that things like baptisms and these acts only represent what's happening on the inside. And washing the outside of a cup doesn't make it clean. There are many who do things that aren't doing it from a heart of love and faith and obedience to the bridegroom. So no, doing these good works won't save us, but if we're truly saved, then we'll desire to do them. It will be our great joy and pleasure because we know the work is needed to tend to the family of the one that we love above any other, including ourselves, and in so doing, will we fulfill the greatest commandment, the Shema, all the words that were given in the law and to the prophets. All of this is accomplished in the work of the ministry of hope. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.